Hello punters, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're here again with the podcast. We go through all the speed maps for the weekend's races. Off the map is the name. We welcome back Lee Dalton from a little break. Here he is first up, a ring on his finger, a glow on his face. Welcome back, Lee. Thank you, Brad. Yeah, excited to be back and what a day's racing it is. It's a good meeting to tackle first up. Let's hope we've found a few. Yeah, we've got three group ones, but first we'll have a look at the two-year-olds because uh, there's so much interest around the maps in these races. Obviously, the punters are going to need plenty of help here. All we're going off a barrier trial, so there's so much conjecture here. What I will say, though, is you've got a couple of the really fa- well-fancied runners right up on the pace, and I think the punters can take a little bit of confidence in that. The first of those is the gym crack. May I say? Look, began very well in a trial, uh, was up on speed, quick and nicely. From barrier 12, I'd expect is going to be settling in the first three or four. These maps that I've done, uh, I'm trying my best, obviously, but it is so tricky with these early two-year-old races to get them better than 50% right. But yep. absolutely confident that Go Forward is the play with uh, the favourite there in the first. Uh, There's a similar case for the Breeders' Plate. Uh, exceed the Stars, really well... Well, we'll try it up really nicely, but it's really well fancied, really hard in the market here. Now, you, speaking off uh, the podcast prior to this, you think that this race will be run faster than the Jim Crack? No, I believe the Jim Crack will be the quicker of the two. Yep. I think they'll go harder in the Jim Crack, and the uh, Breeders, there'll be a little bit, there'll be speed, of course, but it won't be as quick as the first. But both fast, genuine tempos. These two-year-olds, they jump, they run. Yep. Uh, that's pretty much the the play early season with these races. The one I'll touch on before we move on is just uh, Cremeric or Cremeric from the Wallace Stable. Now, look to do a little bit wrong in its trials. Um, you've got it going probably just worse than midfield? Around midfield or a pair back, uh, Chris, as we know, he's done everything there is. Two-year-olds probably is the one little area that he hasn't conquered as yet, and he does take a more, in my opinion, conservative approach with them. So... He likes to teach them to be a racehorse more than let's get this out and teach it to get up on speed and go, go, go to be competitive in these races. It'll be competitive, no doubt, but I think it'll be jump out, assess things, take it a little bit more easy. His style isn't to have the ears ridden off them just to be on speed in these early races. Okay, rolling through these in race book order, we'll skip across to the Dulcify. You've got a slow early speed here with Cloak leading things up but the interesting runner from the map perspective here is Gemsong. Gemsong definitely who won so well the other day. Look I suppose there's the option there to work across with Cloak and race on speed and we have seen Gemsong race on speed and be successful but I did say to you earlier this has a little bit of uh, Perrette about it in the first two runs back this prep. Finds a race with a lack of tempo drawn wide and some punters see that as a massive negative but it's not the worst thing in the world because off that slow tempo, uh, Gemsong, the one with the good turn of foot, can actually sprint better than the most of these. So the slow tempo, if they do end up going back, isn't necessarily a negative. Okay. All right, the Hill Stakes. Uh, Egg Tart is going to be one of the most popular runners for punters. Pretty short in Tab's market at the moment. Now, how do you see this race playing out for Egg Tart? I think only an average tempo here. Uh, Chris has put the blinkers on the stable, mate, so I expect uh, number seven... Satono Raisin? Yes, expect uh, to be forward with the blinkers first time. And We've also heard from John O'Shea this morning that Prince Cherie will be following classic uniform across and racing outside the lead, so that adds a little bit more spice than what there was initially mapped, which will suit Egg Tart. A little bit of tempo on is going to help her every bit. 
She'll still have to go back to the second half of the field, though, from that draw in my eyes. Okay, but will she get her chances? This Prince Cherie change of tactics change the speed from being average, or you still think that'll... Still average, because even if Prince Cherie does follow classic uniform across, classic uniform's got superior speed and will still be able to dictate the tempo to suit himself. Okay, Uh, now the Premier Stakes. Uh, A lot of people saying this is a mini Everest. Uh, We'll see what happens as far as the speed duel goes up front. Invincible Star's the one drawn wide. Red Zell drawn the inside. They're going to be the two up the front, but how do they settle? I've got Red Zell holding out Invincible Star. I think after what happened last start with Invincible Star, where had the issues early in the race and had to actually run on and ran on terrifically as well. I don't think now Invincible Star is stamped as an absolute must lead in races. Okay. So I think they'll be happy to sit off Red Zell or outside Red Zell and just keep Red Zell honest. But I don't see the urgency to cross. The stable might see it another way, but that's my eyes anyway. I guess looking at this, this is 1,200 metres of different kettle of fish to your 1,000 metres, 1,100 metre races, isn't it? It's only 100 metres, but... Well, it is, because... Um, Mark Lamborn's one who always talks about 1,000-metre races are 4,000-metre horses. Um, 1,200 metres is a totally different beast. So and I think 1,100 is the other one that he always talks about. 1,100-metre races, 1,100-metre horses. Then yep. 1,200 is a different beast. Okay, so that opens it up to obviously something in behind possibly. And you've got In Her Time and Trapeze Artists getting nice trails. In Her Time in particular, I think they can use the good draw. Uh, we saw in the Manicato 12 months ago over 1,200 metres, uh, In Her Time was able to box seat and been beaten a, a lip in a Group 1 Manicato. So why waste that barrier two here and really get right up behind that leading pair? Okay, the Dali Flight Stakes. Now, very similar case to the T-Rose, which was the obvious lead-up. There's very little speed in this, and they crawled in that race. Could we see the same thing here? I think we will. I see Brenton Abdullah taking the initiative on Mizzy from a wide draw and giving it a real shove out of the gates and crossing and leading. Uh, The Kiwi, I believe, will be right there on speed, uh, Santa Caterina. Yep. Also, Simi. I've mapped Simi on pace. Change of tactics last start to be ridden with cover. Stable, again, might do something different, but from my point of view, I'd be using the horse's natural pace to take up a position in the first four, absolutely. The shortest price runner of the day at the moment is Miss Fabulous. Now, she's a horse we know has an outstanding, really sharp turn of foot, yes. and it looks to set up very similar to how she won last time. It does. Drawn a nice soft barrier, can tuck away midfield or just in front of midfield and have the soft run. You just need the gaps to come at the right time, and a horse like her takes care of everything else. And Pretty in Pink might be a little bit closer than how you've got them mapped on the Racing New South Wales website? Again, John O'Shea's been um, on the job this morning and been in touch with Racing New South Wales stewards and said from that better draw and to a mile, he wants to be in a much more forward position than we've seen Pretty in Pink at her two runs back this preparation. All right, I think that just about covers it. Uh, Moving across now to the Tab Epsom Handicap, now, you imagine they go absolutely like scalded cats here. Absolutely, with a horse like, uh, albeit Sam, drawn out wide. Uh, then you've got speed through Regalify. Um, Murakab's drawn well. Tom Melbourne's got to go forward from that draw. Goodfellas got to go forward. Seizure Quebec, not far away. Hartnell. 
then you have the, the fancied runners who have all drawn well and are going to be doing no work behind that speed in Piorata, Di Argento and a pair back to Unforgotten. And you've got them all following each other in the run, which is interesting. Essentially, on my map, you've only got so much room to, to <laughs> yeah. place them, so you, I wouldn't think they'll be following as such, but they'll be racing within arm's reach of each other, I'd expect. The one that might be a little bit different to what uh, punters are looking at on the website is Champagne Cuddles. I think yes. Bjorn Baker's advised, well, he hasn't officially advised, but he said it on the radio that he's probably going to ride Champagne Cuddles cold to let her get the mile. That's probably a very good move by Bjorn. Uh, he hasn't informed us officially yet, but stand by for something either this afternoon or tomorrow morning via the Racing New South Wales Stewards Twitter. Uh, a good move, but it still doesn't take away any spice out of this race. They're still going to go very hard, even with the change of tactics for her. So I guess where you've mapped these three favourites, I and mean, we should touch on them because they're, they're obviously the ones that punters have cleared out and they yeah. see them as the three key chances. Yes. They're going to need a little bit of luck given they're going to be hemmed away in the fence there, or do you imagine them going hard here and they really break up? I think they'll, up? they'll stretch out enough here. Okay. Yep. I don't think there'll be a whole lot of luck, and that looks a race where everything favours those three that we spoke about, really. Okay. The last race we'll look at is the Metrop. It's another very interesting race from a speed map perspective because we've got a change of tactics come through for midterm, so it's going to be ridden cold. That's correct. They're going to go back from that wide draw. Okay, and you originally had it as your leader, so how does that change things? was my leader, and only based on the last start at Caulfield where it was a change of tactics, I now struggle to find a leader. I've, I'm saying... Opposition from Barrier 19 goes forward, just based on one run that I found at Sandown going back in May over 2400, where Opposition was able to box seat. I've put Sin to win in a forward position here. Has a mixed pattern, but something has to go forward. (laughs) Sedans have got a long way back the other day. I think will be in the first five here, stepping up to 2400 metres. The Lord Mayor handy. Uh, Allwood's drawn very well, doesn't have to do much work to be in the first five or six. And the Hayes Dabernig runner, I think, is another that can posse up a lot closer here. And Brimham Rocks is your current favourite. You imagine they're pretty handy somewhere as well? Yes, definitely in the first six or seven. But again, it's drawn tricky. And a lot of the times these races where there appears to be no speed, things change because everyone knows there's no speed. So that changes the mindset. But... I think Brigham Rocks will be in the first half a dozen, but yeah. it's a very tricky race to map. Yeah, as we know with these stayers, sometimes that can throw up a few interesting Absolutely. speed maps. Yep. Okay, all right, well, thanks for that. Um, hopefully the punter's got something out of it, and if you are having a play there at Randwick on what is a massive day of racing, good luck, and hopefully you find a few winners. Thank you, Brad.